Hello, welcome back to the Neighborhood Conversations where we chat about inclusive conversations, inviting inclusive individuals to have creative, good conversations about anything, everything that's revolving community. We're back in your neighborhood and we have once again the amazing Jarvis Gugu. Jarvis, welcome back to the Neighborhood Conversations. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's, it's a beautiful day. And I must say that, um, it's good to have another conversations and summer has been really amazing. And I know what has happened was the North American Indigenous Games and you were a part of this process. And so we thought to, to want to share a light and highlight that amazing event and, talk more about your involvement in the process and everything and, and also why it's important. But let's start with your involvement. How are you involved in this process? And yeah, let's go from there. Oh, thank you. So I, the funny way is I kind of got dragged into it back in 2020. So with the pandemic, it canceled the 2020 game, but they wanted to put something on for the youth that summer. So they asked uh, Juanny Corn Miller, uh, Mohawk Olympian who represented Canada at the 2000 Olympics in Australia uh, to talk about sport and mental health and wellness. And uh, they asked me to moderate the panel. And I did uh, a wonderful time. And shortly sometime after that, um, talks picked back up about hosting the games in 2023. And with that, they wanted to have a cultural advisory committee because when we say North American Indigenous, there are many numerous different indigenous nations throughout the America. Right. But the games were being hosted here in Jibokto, Halifax, here in the Mag. So, you know, the way we saw it there was if we're the host, our culture, our history has to be authentic to that of the Mi'kmaq, not so much Pan-Indian, broad indigenous in general, but of this region. So they asked a lot of historians, a lot of cultural experts, not, um, elders, etc., to be a part of it. And we basically met once a month, uh, the last Monday of every month, uh, until June 2023, giving input, feedback, advice on what is Bigamaki, what our districts are, uh, how our language operates, how uh, we have different dialects, uh, where Mi'kmaqi actually extends to. And I said this before, it's not just Nova Scotia. No. Mi'kmaqi is bigger than that, but it's also not all of that of the Atlantic because the west side, I think, John River is Wallistiquay territory. So basically it was up until the end of June. Uh, we met once a month. We would just advise, like any committee, we advise and they take those recommendations up. So a lot of stuff you saw on cultural grounds, uh, language, languages in, in the science, etc. cetera, uh, a lot of that came from the Cultural Advisory Committee. And so that was, a, no, that was my part with that. My larger part was, I am a lawyer, so I'm also able to give a lot of uh, legal history, uh, you know, colonization and perspectives and communities, et cetera, that happened. Uh, that developed evolved here in Mi'kmaq. And so that was basically a lot of my involvement leading up to the games. Uh, the games themselves, um, it, it, was, it was amazing. So uh, I attended as a, um, 
you know, just a spectator, uh, just someone who wants to go check out the cultural grounds, check out uh, cultural village, the tents, and got to watch sport events that I could get to. And I think some of my favorite moments, I would say, uh, I believe on the Monday, uh, CBC, I think it was Fair Time Noon, they were hosting a live uh, radio broadcast from the cultural ground on the Halifax Commons. And they asked me to, uh, you know, speak for a bit about my involvement and everything. And I spoke about the games. I think by also that the games themselves, you know, the support for the games are one of the Truth and Reconciliation's commission's call to action, investment in sport. Because when you invest in sport for youth, and of course, business youth, uh, keeps them busy, keeps them focused, keeps them out of trouble, keeps them healthy. Sport is a great day. And so to have the support there for North Indigenous in North American Indigenous games is wonderful. And like for me as a you know, as a runner myself, I'm always kind of hoping out of these games, youth will stick with the sport. They'll keep going on with it throughout grade school, uh, you know, post-secondary, varsity, to see how far they can go with it. Uh, you know, building connections, working with community, and you know, being a prime investment in your health. And so, while speaking there, um, oh, what is there? Uh, I don't know how long I was speaking. More than a full hour, we had other guests on there. So I would say that was definitely one of my favorite highlights of the games. There was another highlight that I loved. So as a runner, I went to go check out the cross country events on that Friday, and this was early in the morning before we had the massive rainfall storm we had that weekend, which yeah, yeah. unfortunately canceled the closing ceremonies. And so we were at Point Pleasant Park uh, watching the uh, cross country there. And me and a fellow runner friend of mine, uh, Drew Moore, who's also from Halifax Roadhouse with me, uh, we went near the finish line. We ended up talking to uh, an indigenous coach, and I apologize, I did not get what respective nation he was from, but he was there on behalf of the runners, indigenous runners of New Mexico, who very, very dominate the running events there. And so we were just chit-chatting, asking, like, how do you find the elevation from New Mexico to sea level at the Atlantic, etc.? So we had some conversations going back and forth, talking about adjusted. And I, I think the most beautiful thing he said to us, and he said to me, I loved, he said that, uh, you know, he's been to a few games before, but he said uh, that the Big Mac had shown his people great, generous hospitality since uh, they've been here in Mugamagi. So... That, that meant a lot to me. That really touched my heart quite a bit there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I love to do were at the back of the cultural ground during the week. Uh, we had elders, uh, craftsperson, traditional hunters and gatherers, uh, showing traditional items that we, the Big Mac, had used for fishing, for hunting. We had Wampus, an original Mi'kmaq game that has existed pre-European contact demonstrating it at the cultural grounds. I thought it was beautiful, wonderful, to show who we are in our territory. Because I would hope that with next games, which are taking place in Calgary, which is Treaty 7, uh, that the whole nation there uh, in the year time will get to demonstrate, show off their culture, history, language, traditional games, and sport, the way we got to do it here in 2023. Uh, I think it's wonderful for them to do in 2027. Um, 
and hey, I'll check check out the tents. Uh, I did buy myself a new Ryan singlet, uh, North American Indigenous Games one. Uh, it's a nice shirt. <laughs> uh, an overall incredible time. I loved yeah. just the atmosphere of everything. And I was I was told my wife, who you know, I think my wife is white, and one thing I said was that sometimes I find incredible. I go back. 10, 15, 20 years, and I mentally I asked myself, will we have ever had this kind of level of support? A number of non-Indigenous people coming out to the game, checking them out, spectating, come to a cultural ground, coming to learn about us. And I said, I also don't know if we would have had this 10, 15, 20 years ago. Probably just a few, maybe. I, I Maybe I'm skeptical, I don't know, but I'm happy that at the game, at the cultural ground, at the waterfront tents, uh, at the events, I just saw so many people. Uh, a lot of indigenous people, a lot of non-indigenous people. And to me, it's like, welcome, come, learn from us, support these games, support your indigenous athletes. That's a part of what reconciliation and peace and friendship is. You know, just come out to support no matter what. Uh, and I just loved it. It was such a great positive buzz atmosphere uh, in the air. Uh, I was very fortunate because of my involvement with the Cultural Advisory Committee for a number of years. Uh, I got to attend the opening ceremonies on Sunday night uh, with all the respective provinces and states uh, with respect to their nations uh, entering the uh, Scotiabank Center downtown. Uh, and you thought some provinces, some states had tons of people and I think some places just had a few, but the way I saw it, you're here and you're represented. Be proud of that. You know, welcome to Megan Boggy. I hope they do well. I hope they have a great, wonderful time making great connections. Uh, the, the boss I heard from others who've been to other North American Indigenous games said that Health Act did a great job hosting. I think that was probably the advantage in retrospect with COVID canceling 2020, we just had more time to prepare to make 2023 even better than what 2020 could have been if there were no pandemic. We're going to take a quick break to listen to some Nova Scotia Works client stories. I look forward to my family's security in the future. That's the main goal as a father. The empowerment from changing careers has really just made me want to get out of bed in the morning. I'm looking forward to growing my business. So I want to hire people like I was hired. I want to give guys that chance. Il me fera plaisir de continuer à travailler avec les immigrants francophones à Nouvelle-Écosse. I'm looking forward to the financial freedom that I never had before. And now back to the podcast. Wow. Wow, that's that's so amazing. I'm so happy that you got the opportunity to experience not only um you said TikTok but the friendship, the acknowledging um the connection with the, the guy from New Mexico and, and being able to learn. And so this 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 what was brought to Halifax was an experience to share, to to exchange, to to connect and to be there for each other and to also advocate it as well. Um, wh- wh- why was it so important to bring it to Nova Scotia? Why was it so important to bring it to Nova Scotia? Yeah. Uh, 
a multitude of reasons, a multitude of ways. So, as I understand, games were awarded to Nova Scotia before you know the pandemic happened. And I think Toronto was to show we are capable of hosting large events. Yeah. And like you know, twenty eleven, I think uh, we hosted the Canada Winter Games, uh, which was great. We hosted some other major, uh, you know, national sport events, international sport events. We hosted uh, uh, lacrosse tournament, the World Junior, and uh, professional ice hockey. Uh, amateur, uh, amateur hockey. And so for me now, it's like the North American Indigenous Games was another opportunity to be a large sport event. And I think the great, wonderful thing is we all know that the pandemic has taken an effect on so many things, yeah. including the economy. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, let's be honest, we talk about money. Um, it, especially in light of inflation, it took a hit on the economy. And so by hosting games here, uh, there's such a great economic spin-off effect on businesses here in HRM, you know, as well as the Aggie and Nova First Nation, because athletes travel there. They're supporters and spectator will travel, and you're there. You spend money in the, co- in the community. You're spending money here in the city. Uh, you know, travels uh, towards hospitality. You know, get a bit of a boost help from these games. So I'm like, this is great. This is yeah. great off the half. At the same time, I think of going back to what was important. Truth and reconciliation. And as I said at the outset, investment in youth, investment in sports, it's hand in hand. Uh, keeps keeps young people out of trouble, keeps them focused, keeps them healthy. And I'm ambitious, and I dream big. I'm like, who knows? Maybe one day somebody here might make it pro. Maybe someday I make it to the Olympics. Um, I'm wildly dreaming that big. And it's wonderful for them to say, you know what? I got my start. Or along the way of my journey, there was a stop at the North American Indigenous Games, and that included HRM. And I'm like, yes, great. Invest, invest. The TRC recommended it. And, you know, I don't have to cite them all, but the law studies that would show and prove sport and youth are a great thing. And the way I see it, for decades, centuries, if indigenous youth were good and not welcome or supported in the sport, um, we are now, they are now, and this is a great, a great opportunity to be a part of that journey here. Um, and, I, and I'm so happy that you got to experience that journey. Um, Speaking about journey, um, I know that elders are so important and they were really important to this event. Um, speak about the, the involvement of the elders. Like how did how how were the elders involved um when sharing and in and, and, and educating um at the event and were there other elders outside of Nova Scotia that came in to to assist or how how did how did the eldership um help and, and make this event a great success, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to a little background on this, but then I'm going to talk about North American Indigenous Games. So in June, uh, I did a race in Millbrook First Nation uh, put on by an Indigenous financial company called Ilmovic. The race is called Summer Solstice. And after the race, I went up to Millbrook with a friend of mine, a white woman, and we both did the race. And what's great about this race is afterwards, they have a hot breakfast. 
Yeah. And we were waiting in the lineup before breakfast, or breakfast. And some volunteers who kept going up and down the lineup looking for elders in the lineup. And if they spotted them or found them, they asked them, just go sit down. We will bring your food to you. And my friend, uh, she was kind of like, like, wow, they're letting uh, elders sit down first. And I told them in Big Mac culture, you prioritize your elders. If there's a community feast or an event, your elders eat first, they sit first. There's no debate, there's no discussion. You prioritize, you take care of them. They've been here long before we have. They have knowledge, they have wisdom and language and history. You prioritize your elders. You absolutely do. That's what we do in our culture. So transferring that to uh, back to North American Indigenous Games with elders, uh, I'm happy to say that uh, at the cultural ground, we had a separate designated elder tent, an elder's restroom area. They may be checking out the event, cultural ground, walk around mixing and mingling. They may get tired, they may want their own spot, their own place. Uh, we ensured they were taken care of. So we had their own separate place for them. You know, chair, places to rest, uh, food, hydration, place to cool off. You need anything, let us know. We're going we're here to take care of you. And so to me, that prioritize of taking care of them uh, is what I love. And I remember uh, we had some other craft salesperson and folks explaining traditional medicine, uh, hunting tools that we had, how we clean and prepare animals that we catch or kill. Yeah. And elders were involved in that, they explained this. Um, not going to get into much detail, but as I understood, um, when we, we paid them to be there and we paid them well. And I say, you should. You pay experts great money for their expertise. Pay elders well. Well, pay elders well for their expertise that they bring. Um, you pay money for a French translator. That's nice. Pay money for someone who's speaking Mi'kmaq to who can translate something for you in that language. Yeah. Um, some folks offer me money, sometimes I say no. I'm like, I have a day job, I'm healthy. Some elders, this is what they have to do for a living. So I would say, pay them well and make sure you're taking care of them as you know, they come to the event or whatever to speak and share about their knowledge and history. One thing I've always liked, and uh, I'll speak to my wife about this, is that once in a while in politics, uh, not in politics, I'm just going to call it that, uh, we hear debates, discussions, and arguments on elder care, senior care, wherever we call it. And, you know, we, with the pandemic, we try to have rules that would protect those who are vulnerable and in compromise, which are, were elderly people as well. And you and it seemed like most people supported that, but at the same time, you had this crowd of folks who hated all these restrictions, who couldn't, their freedoms were infringed. Yeah. And in our Mi'kmaq community, it almost seemed like there was no debate, no discussion. If we needed to have restrictions in place to ensure our elders and their health were prioritized and taken care of, who did that? Yeah. If they needed food or something, they don't go out for it. We bring it to them. We were Instacart before Instacart existed. 
I can say that. I'm on Instacart. I, so I can make fun of them. It's okay for me to make fun of them. Yeah. So if, you know, elders need it, um, you know, Lysol, sanitation wipes, hand sanitizer, food, supply, whatever, we prioritize and ensure that they got it, that they were taken care of, if they need anything to let us know. There's no debate, no discussion, no politics about it. And that's probably one of the proud things I, re- I would say about our, my culture and how that culture helped protect them, you know, when the pandemic struck and it continued, you know, for, uh, it's going to continue, but likewise, along the way, it stopped the American, North American Indigenous Games. It was prioritizing and valuing them and their knowledge with the examples that I uh, just mentioned earlier. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. And thank you for sharing that example about um, others um, seen as they are important and valuable people and they have lived for many years to share their experiences and stuff and stuff like that. So I really appreciate you um, educating our, our audience on that so that they can know how to um, respect but also give credit to the, the elders of, 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 of based on the history of what they have to share because they've lived it um, and they've yeah. been here before our time. And so it's really good to, to share that. Wow, this is being uh, an amazing episode. You touched on Indigenous, the North American Indigenous game, where it's headed, uh, which is amazing to Calgary. Yeah. Um, and also talking about the importance of history and bringing um, our elders involved um, because I always see elders are as important of, of everywhere I go on Indigenous land and, and speaking. And it's always good to hear from um, different elders and I've, I've gotten the opportunity to travel to Saskatoon and be able to be in Prince Albert and listen to the elders of, of there and be able, of course, in the news of time um, in um, Nova Scotia um, to be able to sit down with elders and to hear stories and to be able to take that with me and, and see what resonates. And I think, would you say that's another thing that people took something with them after leaving the North American Indigenous game. Would you say that? Yeah. Uh, I would like to think and hope they saw that and that when they saw the designated elders tent or elders area, I hope that they weren't, they didn't just see it as, I don't be cruel to my language here. I hope they didn't see it as a place where all people are rest and the glory. It's a place of rest. Yeah, but don't, I would maybe a safe space, uh, a, a place they could mix and mingle, chat amongst their peers, yeah, amongst themselves. But yeah. it's a place to say and more importantly show that we yeah. care for you, we value you, yeah. and making the trip to Halifax is a lot because yeah. um, for me, I parked wherever I walked through the common. It's probably gonna be a lot more for an elder to walk that part of the common here, park away from it. So you want to make sure they're comfortable spot where they got dropped off or they took a cab or an Uber, I don't know. But if you came all this way, we want to make sure your journey was worth it. It's not yeah. just about coming here and you know being a part of the cultural ground, cultural demonstrations. But if you want to take a break, we have a place just for you. If you're hungry or thirsty, let us know. And we will do what we can to make sure your stay here is you know, safe and comfortable. Drop me a line if you need anything. We are here for you. And I would like to think and hope that, uh, you know, 
not even just people who came to see the games. Um, they see how much and how well we value our elders, how we prioritize them and go above and beyond to make sure they're taken care of. Uh, you know, at these games, and, you know, with the examples that I said earlier about, especially at the outset of the pandemic, prioritizing their health and safety. And I hope and think that, you know, those who don't know much about Mi'kmaq culture or other indigenous cultures, that is one of the main, one of the many, many things to take away from the games. Wow. Wow. This is, that, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Jarvis. Yeah. Sharing the, your your knowledge, your input with us, we really do appreciate when you come on to the neighborhood conversations just to do that. But before you go, we always try to end with a quote, a saying, um, or something that will continue to inspire our community. So, what is your quote, saying, or tip, whatever you want to do as we close this episode? Yeah. Uh, one quote I started using. A number of years ago, I write it on my blog once in a while and I share it. I like to say, life may not always be, life may not be fair, but it's always beautiful. You'll have, you'll have three times, yeah. you'll have four times. But being alive is a gift. Yeah. It is seriously a gift and a blessing. And I, I'll, I'll take that with me. Life may not always be fair, but it's always beautiful. I think yeah. that's such an amazing quote to take with us um, as we continue to go about our day. Um, Jarvis, thank you so much again for coming on to Neighbor Conversations. Um, and we'll see you sometime at the next one if we, when we once we invite you again, because you know, we, yeah. may, we, we love having your input for sure. Um, and so... Thank you. When you are continuing to build, continue to allow life to carry with you and bring moments of reflection, moments of ideas, and take them with you so that when you take them with you, it goes on to help others that will learn from you as well. Thank you so much, everyone, and we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. This podcast is funded by the Government of Nova Scotia.